even though I know you're having big feelings about your relationship with Penny, as you should, because she's your daughter. But I'm also so grateful knowing that you're going to consider what I'm saying without attacking me. And that's a big deal. Like it's massive. It's I wish I had that. Massive. I do. I wish I had that, but I will never. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I've been reading this book all week that I really have liked. I Send it sh- my way. Yeah, I'll share it with you. That has really been helpful. It's about, it's a psychologist who works with teens and she wrote a book like four or five years ago and this is the follow-up and she's mm. like, I didn't, I didn't ever think I would write another book about parenting a teen, but the book I wrote five years ago, I don't even think is valid anymore. She's wow. like, things have changed mm-hmm. so much, so quickly that here's a whole new way to look at this and so much of it focuses around social media and and the pressures that brings into kids lives and just basically just really opened my eyes how many things penny must how many sources of pressure she must have in her life as a teenager right now that i never wasn't that i didn't have and that i wasn't fully aware of and i guess and the main takeaway for me this week has been I have got to be not only not be a source of additional stress, but I've got to counteract those. Like my relationship with her needs to be so solid and our home needs to be so safe and welcoming that she can. It's making me emotional to think about just because I, I want this for her. Like I want her to, I want it to be a place that she can come and feel relief from all of that, from all those pressures of being something more than she is or less than she is or being different or, you know, I just, I just want her to absolutely feel like she can be herself and be authentic and no pressure to change anything for me. And part of this is just reading, you know, hearing from this book, this psychologist talk about things that parents do that are inadvertently damaging and yeah, just like, yep. Did that. Yep. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Still doing that. And just hearing so many things that uh, it's been very eye opening of how I, how I need to be and how I've been. And despite my best intentions that I, I, I have not been the best parent for Penny this year. And what I've been offering her is not what she needed. And what I think I should be, you know, Matt, you kind of alluded to this. If there's, I have this expectation of what a parent should be doing and the things I should be instilling in my child. And it's like, why? Like these stupid things that I've been hanging on to that are like, why does that matter? Like, and why am I letting that thing get in the way of so much else? And I don't know, just, it just changed my perspective a lot. Another big takeaway is talking about the emotional bank account with your child. Yeah. And straight up giving a ratio of, it's got to be five to one mm-hmm. for every one negative interaction you have a net negative where mm-hmm. it's any sort of tension or any sort of discipline or any sort of something that they walk away feeling a net negative in their relationship with you. You need to have five positives and you need to like 
be very aware of that. They're like, if you have a really bad night with your kid for whatever reason and you had to crack the whip on him for something, be prepared to have five positive interactions to counterbalance that. And even even better, have those interactions in advance so that you've got, a, so you're in the black. You know, mm-hmm. your emotional yeah. bank account with your child, you need to have mm-hmm. enough positive Reserve. interactions yeah. built up that when there is a negative that comes along, whether it was avoidable or necessary or not, I mean, sometimes they're going to be necessary, but you've got to, that you have the emotional buffer that it doesn't put the actual relationship in the, in the red, you know? Well, and this is so true with all of our relationships, but it's, it's really hard when you're trying to raise a kid who you're trying to teach and educate them and hopefully give them the tools they need when they leave your house. And I think that's what we get hung up on sometimes with our kids. Is, I've been very hung up on it. <laughs> is, but also knowing this kid's watching what we do mm-hmm. and they're learning that way. Yeah. I firmly believe that, that Penny sees me working out and taking care of myself and she sees me you know, cleaning and, and doing things. And um, and I think that they learn that way. I mean, my room looked worse than Penny's growing up and I feel like I have a pretty clean house. Like I'm not, I'm not gross. <laughs> so I think there's things that we, that we take, even if we're not actually doing them. Um, and not that we let our kids live in filth, but also, like we teach them to clean, we have requirements, <laughs> I, but la- we also let them do what they want with their bedrooms, and we've talked about that before. I'm, I'm kind of go ahead, Matt. I, I said I was I was laughing because this past week we were joking around as an executive team at work, saying that part of our interview process now from now on is we're going to say, okay, now we're going to go check your car for cleanliness <laughs> to identify whether or not like, like, I don't know. You, anyways, it was, it was just, just a, a joke. joke. <laughs> um, so anyway, well, so, I, I think there's a trade off that I've been facing of like dirty room is clearly a sensitive subject for me and <laughs> has been a very big source of tension between Penny and I. And I've just been asking myself the question this week, what matters more that Penny has, a clean room or that she feels happy and content and safe in her room. Mm-hmm. Clearly one of those is far more important than the other. Also, I've been kind of hung up on what you just said of like, I feel like there's a list of things that I need to teach Penny things that, you know, teach her to be an independent like adult so that it, she isn't overwhelmed by life when she's on her own. <laughs> she's 13. I know she's 13. <laughs> But also, but also she's 13. There's that versus teaching her to be secure and confident and happy with who she is and content. And if I, if I have to choose one of those, I'm sure as hell choosing Mm -hmm. for, to teach my daughter to be content and happy and, and confident. And if, if she has some, some culture shock when she's on her own and she's overwhelmed by the fact that, wait a minute, I have to clean my own bathroom every week? Like, or it gets dirty, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? She can deal with that if she is confident and happy and secure. Well, she's but, very concerned about clean bathrooms. I want to make that a point. Oh my gosh, she had a, like started bawling the other night because their bathroom wasn't clean. And like she'd cleaned her parts of it and whatever, but she was very emotional. So, and that's, but I think that's partially her anxiety coming out mm-hmm. is she needs to control something. Like I know there's issues with the bathroom at your guys' house that she gets like hung up on. And I think that some of this is 
her needing to control because so much is out of her control going back and forth between houses. And we require a lot of her and we have like, you need to remember all your crap and stuff when really we didn't have to deal with that pressure growing up of making sure everything got moved from one house to the other on a regular basis. What was it like three weeks ago? I I watched her walk out the front door of our house with a whole laundry (laughs) basket full of stuff. And I was like, is she moving out? <laughs> and sometimes she just likes to take like, like sometimes it's just it's her, her whole gel nail yeah. set and all her art stuff and yeah. all of her beading, all and her all shoes. Her, yeah. yeah. And sometimes <laughs> and like, it's just because she wants, she knows she wants to do those things. And instead of me going like, why are you taking all of that stuff? I've learned to embrace. Here's the like, laundry basket. If you need another one, there's another one. <laughs> exactly. But on the flip side, when I brought her over here yesterday. <laughs> yeah. She had a little tote. Uh-huh. And I was like, is that all you're bringing? Where, where's your stuff? Do you need- <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's what happens. It, it all goes to Steve's and it stays there. <laughs> and then we have to like, make the emergency goes. trips. <laughs> okay. But Steve, this is like key because so one of the things that I've, I've observed, not just in like your guys' relationship, but being a partner with you, Steve, in life, like we're very much partners in life and have been for a long time now, is you not feeling safe to express yourself or to be yourself or to express your true emotions as a kid, like you're still dealing with that. And so like that is exactly like what you're saying right now and what you're learning what a gift to Penny that you are standing up and learning this now so that she can feel exactly what you are feeling, that she can come and express her emotions to you and feel safe doing that. Like you said, that is all I want is I want her at night to tell me the things that are on her mind and feel safe doing that, even if it's something that might hurt me. And so I like that I might take personally like we do. It's so natural for us to mm-hmm. think about ourselves and make it about us. But really, I'm like, this is what she's feeling. It might not be, it wasn't my intention, whatever. But just to acknowledge that, that I can see why that was hard. I'm going to try and work on that. And just those phrases, things like that just have made it safe for her. And I think this is a gift you're giving her to start feeling that same safety. And I'm not saying she feels safe being herself with you. I'm not saying that at all. But like now you're taking it to another level and you and I are both doing this work right now of how do we support our daughter. Um, and I, I so want that. I so want her to feel comfortable talking to me about anything. Mm-hmm. And and I see it sometimes when she won't yeah. Yeah. tell me exactly how she feels about something. And Yeah, I, I like try to just bite my tongue on so many random weird things even like down to random stuff that she wears or like (laughs) i don't know just like little things i'm like i don't need to have an opinion about this i don't need to say anything even though i really want to sometimes i'll (laughs) leave that to matt (laughs) like what i can't even think of something specific right now but it just i'm like you know if you want to rip your fingernail polish off two minutes after you put it on do it like who cares like it's i think it's part of the creative process for her and things like she that she loves that I'm like, doing her nails I'm she just, doesn't necessarily love having pretty nails she wants she to. loves the process of <laughs> yeah. doing them and, and she loves that artistic outlet yeah. of taking three hours to paint this incredibly intricate 
pattern on her nails. And when it's done. And honestly, I'm like, this is something she could make. This is something she could make money at someday. So why not let her explore it? Or why not let her like, I'm not going to have an opinion about it. And I've talked to her. I'm like, Penny, it's okay because she's carrying a lot of guilt for it. I remember you telling me once, Steve. She's carrying guilt for peeling your nails off? Yes, because it, it feels wasteful to her, which, sure, maybe it is a little bit. But I mean, I give her a hard time about it. Mostly, chill I, nails are expensive. Like, not, I don't care not about what that. She's and doing. I, I hope I haven't made her feel like actually insecure, like no, subconscious no, no. about it. No, I laugh about it and I yeah. like tease her. She's like, fine. okay, but I don't know. I don't want to give her a complex over it because yeah. I don't care if she does it. I, I think yeah. it's totally bizarre that why did you put on gel nails? That could yeah. last you a month, but but like also, why say anything? Like that doesn't matter. It's not worth. Yeah, but one of the things, Steve, I remember you telling me is that when you were a kid, you didn't want to color in your coloring mm-hmm. books because then you wouldn't have your coloring book. Right, and I didn't want to use my crayons because eventually they're going to run out, and then I wouldn't have crayons. And okay, so Penny does this too. Like this is a mindset she's in as well, and I like how so or like what things because I like with it's the same thing like. With her markers. With her markers and stuff. Like sometimes uh, she doesn't want to use them because she doesn't want to go bad. And I'm like, okay, them. I don't want you to like intentionally damage things or ruin things. But, uh, also, but also... You have them for the purpose of using them. Yes. And there's like an abundant mindset that I'm trying, like, I'm trying to slowly infuse Penny with. <laughs> you can use things. That is why we have them. That's the point. There's you using something is productive and of importance. I didn't buy it for you to let it sit here. And also she didn't buy it to let it sit there because a lot of stuff she buys on her own now. So like that's one of the things I remember you telling me about you when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. And obviously you were in that more scarcity mindset as well. And I'm like, Penny, there is enough. There's enough. We have enough. And when you live into that, it creates peace and calm in yourself too. And I think that's something, you know, that she struggles with. One thing I want to touch on the day after I talked to you, Steve, uh, this second time about switching Penny's schedule, this reel popped up. I follow a lot of like co-parenting, divorce, like all sorts of things like that on Instagram. But this reel popped up and it's like talking about co-parenting. And it was a dad talking to his son. He has him on his podcast fairly often, his son. And he's like... I used to think it needed to be 50-50. And then I started thinking about how unfair it was to you, to his son, to insist on this because of the emotional toll and the physical toll of just hauling everything back and forth and that constant changing and being in motion and going from while we co-parent well and talk about things, Mm -hmm. there's still a very different feel in our homes and like difference in how you and I show up for Penny Neither one of them's wrong or bad. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And like how hard that is on a kid to constantly have to switch back and forth of like, okay, now I have this routine and my mom, you know, like this is the yeah, things that I'm required to do at my dad's. This is the things I'm required to do at my mom's. And like that constant a different shift. culture, a different routine, a yeah. different feel, a different set of priorities, a different belief system. Yes. And that's yeah, a lot of back and forth. And so while we want her to experience both of those, like I never want her to not have... Like, I always want you to be a part of her life and mm-hmm. vice versa and all of that. There's also just at this age, some of that that's very important just to be like, okay, this is stable. This is set. And now I get to go enjoy my dad's house so much more. And I, I hope she will. I think like, she will. Yeah. Well, first of all, not only because 
we're giving her what she needs right now of like this clarity of going back and forth between houses. She gets to have like some stability in that. But also you're doing work and I'm doing work to help support her. And that's going to make a difference. That'll definitely make a difference. And Matt just teases her and argues at the dinner table. No. <laughs> we, had a, we had a good morning and afternoon today. I'm sure you did. Yeah, you, we have fun. Uh, you always have fun. I know. it's You guys tease each other because you like each other. It's hilarious. Gosh, Matt, Matt and Jalen get to have a totally different relationship with Penny than we do, which yeah. is great. It's awesome. Yeah, she came and snuggled me on the couch and we watched reels together and YouTube shorts. And <laughs> then I told her she needed to go do schoolwork. <laughs> Good job. All Thank good you. Things. But she can watch Gilmore Girls as she does it. <laughs> I was going to tell her the exact opposite, that there was no Netflix. No. <laughs> but I don't, I wasn't home. So whatever. <laughs> well, I think she's getting more done. I think she's getting stuff done. So at the end of that conversation, Jessica, that phone call. Yeah. You were like super emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about just us being able to have this conversation and for it to go smoothly. Yeah. I am so full of gratitude that I know I can have these conversations with you and you're not just going to freak out or accuse me of trying to keep your daughter from you or accuse me of anything. But instead you listen. And even though I know you're having big feelings around this, like I know you have big feelings about your relationship with Penny, as you should, because she's your daughter. But I'm also so grateful knowing that you're going to consider what I'm saying without attacking me. And that's a big deal. Like it's massive. It's I wish I had that. Massive. I do. I wish I had that, but I will never. Yeah. With Anne. Yeah. And so, yes, when we have these big conversations, it's just a reminder to me of the gratitude I have that you and I are Penny's co-parents. Like that we have made a decision to listen to each other's thoughts, feelings, um, and just everything around our daughter and trust each other to consider it at least. Maybe we don't agree. Maybe we're not going to land on something, but we're at least going to consider what the other one is saying mm -hmm. without freaking out on each other. Again, there are often big feelings. <laughs> Sometimes the conversations are really hard. But usually we only get pissed about stupid stuff. Like when you tell me which direction my house faces. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go there again? No, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Ever again. I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> that here Steve and I can have this big conversation about our daughter's life. <laughs> that truly matters. She was mad at me. She raised her voice at me. I swore at you in front of Penny. I never swore at you in front of Penny. <laughs> Because you were pointing the wrong way. You were talking about her school and you were okay, pointing the wrong way. We are way. going here. We, and we, guys, like, we are going here, I guess. I'm like, we're you going mean over to... here? And she's like, no, it's that way. And I'm like, mm. Anyway, it's hilarious. No, it's not. We're never talking about it again. <laughs> Penny's school okay. is whatever direction Jessica says it is from here. Penny's school is in her bedroom at this yes. point. Oh, good. Okay, we've eliminated the school altogether. We will not have to argue. I will about. now point. <laughs> <laughs> if your house is on an angle on a cul-de-sac that okay, curves Steve, yeah we're we not really going don't have to okay. talk about right. it it's okay that we don't agree on this thing <laughs> you're right steve 
You are right. Okay. <laughs> Just like one thing that actually does have a right answer, you know? <laughs> We do find talking about things that don't really have a definite answer that we can't Which is parenting. figure out this exactly. Is parenting. Parenting man. But we can't agree <laughs> on a factual. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yes, I was emotional. I was highly emotional because I was dealing with all of Penny's big feelings and trying to stay calm for her um, and not let my own big feelings in the moment overwhelm what she's feeling because while i i do show her that i have big feelings and hard feelings at times it's not usually i try not to when she's like in the thick of it mm-hmm. so i <laughs> i was feeling these big feelings and then i was calling you to have a hard conversation and penny's like a mess in the other room and then i also am just and then the gratitude that I genuinely feel when we have these conversations i was worried after this that penny would feel bad she does that she, that she would worry that my feelings are hurt and that mm-hmm. I'm upset at her. And that's where you have to be very, very careful. And I have. I've tried very hard this week to make it clear that I support this and it's not going to wreck our relationship and I'm not yeah. mad about it or sad about it or anything. You love her. You'll miss seeing her, but also that's totally fine. That's healthy. That's a good thing. And, and so, it's nice to miss each other. Yeah, it is good to miss each other. And I will bring this up because that's one thing. Like yesterday, I went to Hank's. Hank's been in a bowling league for the last few months, and he bowls every Saturday morning. And he, like, I went and watched him bowl yesterday morning, and he was so surprised that I was there. And it was just like. Like he fun. runs up and gives me a big hug. It's fun. And that's like, that is still there. I and it will Hank, never go away. I think Hank moving into his mom's has created a better relationship for you guys. Yeah. It truly has. And that's ideally, you know, I don't know that Penny's schedule will always stay whatever way we establish it to stay right now. Do I st- Which like, we still have not established. We haven't established. <laughs> but, but like for now... I really genuinely feel and I I trust my gut with everything in me that this is going to help create a very healing relationship for the two of you to then be able to switch the schedule again, like whenever that feels right. I have felt really good about it, too. Good. I don't know what the schedule's going to look like, but (laughs) I just I feel like she and I are in a good place and that we're on a good track. And I feel like I have a much better idea of what I need to be offering her as her father and started some things at our house that I'm excited that I think she'll enjoy. Awesome. Yeah. And again, Steve, I'm dead serious. Like, just go have, like, have fun with her. Be the fun dad. Like, whatever feels right for you, I support. Okay? And I want to make that clear. Like, I don't, I know that people often are like, well, he's just the fun dad. And I'm like, sweet, go do it. <laughs> well, it, it's it's one of those points. We're in a point where point it works. In our lives where that's okay to be. Yeah. And that that's what she needs. And that's I'm, what she I'm needs. seeing what she, yeah. she needs things that make life lighter and yes. enjoyable and more manageable and mm-hmm. less pressure. Why? Less stress. To feel loved. Yeah. yeah like, that's, that's just what she needs what right now. That's what it comes now. down to. Yeah. Um, it's okay. also interesting that all of this is happening at a time where I am dealing through your stuff. I'm, I've got some stress and, yeah. and pressure and some anxiety and some insecurities. And yeah, it's just anyway, 
Not about me, but. <laughs> but I mean, that's real. And that's part of how you interact with your kid is if you're carrying something, then yeah, that that affects it as well. Yeah. And not that you have to hide it or put on a perfect face, but also navigating that in a way that feels good for you. Yeah. One last point. So Penny did like she's carried a little bit of guilt or like feeling bad. And like, what first of all, Penny, what? she's just like, I feel bad. I'm not going to my dad's. I'm like, first of all, you didn't make this decision, really. I mean, she, we've noticed the struggle and things. This was your dad and I who ultimately made this decision. And Penny, we're both here to do what's best for you. That's all your dad and I care about right now is showing up for you in a way that feels right. Like, yeah, we take care of ourselves. We're doing things that feel right for us. But ultimately, he and I have committed to show up for you. Your dad's not going to take this personally. I am never going to take it personally if you say I want to go to my dad's. Like that's just not a thing. Can I ask how long ago she expressed this? How many days? This was ago? like a couple days after you and I okay. This is all super that. new, but I would yeah. hope that the last 3 days have alleviated her of that with Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying that you put that on her. This is just a normal process for her to go through. And she's a compassionate she, kid. She's very, she, she's very aware she of other cares, people's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I so, appreciate that she cares about yeah. my feelings. And, no, and that's not wrong or bad or anything that she feels that. That's not like anybody putting that guilt on her. That's a normal thing to feel if you're making the decision yeah. to stay at one parent's house over the other. And so I, I just... I hate that that's on her and that she has to think about it and that it's... I, I, I think it can quickly be alleviated. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I sure. haven't heard it again since yeah. then. If but, you do, please... <laughs> Keep me in the loop. But on again, that, I'm just I... going to keep like we'll both keep assuring her that, that we're here to do what's best for her. Yeah. And same with Matt and Jalen. We've all got her back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Parenting's hard. Parenting's hard in all situations. It's also the best, man. Those kids, <laughs> they're like we awesome. Just, we just want to do what's right for them, but it is freaking hard knowing what that is. And yeah. And it's hard to swallow the pill that, uh, they're actually growing up. Well, and yeah. also that maybe we don't know. Like our instinct might not be right about well, what's like right for them. A perfect example of this, right? So Sarah went and spent the night over at one of her good friend's houses. And her friend's brother is best friends with Hank. And they decided to go to IHOP last night all together. Like all four of them, right? Mm -hmm. Hank drove. And Sarah's like, yeah, I sat in Hank's back seat and sat on a milkshake. That was in his back seat, and immediately, oh. as a parent, I'm like, "What the? He needs to clean that crap up, right?" And I'm like, I just like bit my tongue. I'm like, "Okay, he'll figure this out. He'll figure this out." Mm -hmm. It's his car. He'll, he'll it's learn his car. Not to leave milkshakes in his car <laughs> or dump them on his seat. I, anyways, they won't well, stop being kids. They won't stop being your kids ever, ever. <laughs> like nobody can ever take that away. And you're always going to have these feelings of. Oh, I didn't teach them. I it's want not them about us. No, it's not about us. It's about yep. them. No, yeah. they'll learn from their experiences. They're all going to be awesome. They are. Awesome. I'm excited to see. I, yeah, they are awesome right now. But like, I'm excited to see what all of these kids do, and and their friends too. Yeah, like it's fun. It's exciting. Keep nurturing them and and giving them that safe place to land, Steve. Just like you were talking about. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I like you guys. Thanks. We, we <laughs> usually like you too. 
<laughs> That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, everybody. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, I have to remind you about the workshop that I have coming up that is all about healing after betrayal. I'm going to share with you the three things that have really helped me that are key for you to be able to heal. This workshop is free. It's February 22nd. It is at noon mountain time. And you can register at theboldlogic.com forward slash what now workshop. And that is what we are going to do is help you get focused on the what now after betrayal. So after betrayal, like I talked about last week, we go through like this real heavy emotional state and it's hard to see anything coming out of that. If you are on the way out of that or you are like feeling it, but you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I want to be out of this. I want to pull myself out. Then this workshop is going to be for you. Now, one of the things that I'm doing at this workshop, besides giving you some awesome steps and tools to utilize to start planning your what now after betrayal is I'm going to be introducing you to the program that I've been working on. It has become very clear to me in my business that I want to serve you at the highest level. I mean, I always have, but it's been clear, like I've just come up with a way to do it on a whole nother level. And I've been scared to offer this. And I got called out this weekend of saying, if you are not offering this, then you are not showing up for these women in a way that is in line with your values and in the way that you say you are. This is going to be an opportunity that only opens up once a year. It is going to be very limited spots, like 10 to 15 women will be in this program and it's going to be big. It is going to change your life in all of the ways, all aspects of your life. Like we are going to dive in to help you figure out the what now on a whole nother level And I just want you to be aware of this going into the workshop that yes, I am going to give you all of these free tools for you to utilize. That is free. And I hope that you will take them and use them. I hope that you utilize this free podcast. I hope that you dive into every free resource that we have. I also hope that if you are in a position where you are ready, you are just like, oh my gosh, I want to be out of this. I want to heal. I want to be able to move forward with my life. This is for you please get registered for the workshop. Again, you can register at theboldlogic.com forward slash free workshop. And I will be presenting not only the three things you need to heal after betrayal and to figure out your what now, whether you are staying in this relationship or not, whether people approve of your decisions or not, like it doesn't matter where you are, whatever. We are going to figure out what it is you need. Also, you will be the first to hear about this new program that I'm offering and to get in the door with this program. It is going to be amazing. It is going to change your life. It is going to help you have all of those things that you're longing for. And when I say that, I want you to think about what it is you, like deep in your gut, deep in your soul, are really wanting right now. That thing, it might be scary to say, yeah, that's what I want. It might be scary to to acknowledge it, but it's there and I know it's there. And when you dive into that, that is the thing we are going to help you get to. And you might not know that yet. Again, my workshop is called What Now? After Betrayal to help you figure out that what now and to really connect with that. So I hope that you will join me there and that I will get to see your beautiful face. If you cannot make it live, the only way to get the recording is to be signed up. I only offer the recording there. There is a chance I will put it on this podcast, but I'm not going to guarantee that. That's, That's a big maybe. Uh, So if you are wanting the workshop, get registered. You can watch the replay. It will be offered for a limited time so you can watch that and dive in. My friend, I want you to find the clarity 
the comfort, the joy, the peace, all of those things that you want in your life. I also want you to be willing to handle and ready to handle when the moments of mourning and grieving and sorrow come into your life. Those are real. They're going to happen. And it's okay. Like, we're not going to beat ourselves up about that. We are going to embrace them so that we get to move forward. Okay, go get signed up for the free workshop. If you have any questions, you can email me. My email's in the show notes. The link for the registration for the workshop's in the show notes. Also, if you are ready, leave us a rating and review. Or if you have a question or topic you want us to cover, there's a link in the show notes for that. Go to the show notes. There's all sorts of great stuff there for you. My friend, I love you. I hope you have a fabulous week. I want so many great things for you. And I hope that you want those great things for yourself too. If you can't find that yet, let me be the voice that that encourages you to get there. Remember my voice saying, I want best for you. I mean it. I feel it deep in my soul. And if you're ready to get there, let me help you take you there. Oh, one more thing. It does not matter how long ago the betrayal happened. If you are still feeling pulled back to this betrayal over and over again, if you are still feeling like it is having an effect on your life, an impact on your life, and keeping you from getting what you really want, please, please come join me. I have one woman already registered for this program. Actually, I have a couple that are that are claiming this program. But one of them that I'm speak, thinking of specifically, and she is years out from this betrayal. And yet, it's heavy on her heart. She still needs to figure out that one now. It's okay to be there. It's okay to have years of healing and processing. There are things that come up, but I'm going to give you the tools that you need so that when those moments come, you've got this and you can figure out what it is you need moving forward. I love you. Have a fabulous week. I will see you February 22nd at the workshop. And if not, then I will see you on Instagram or TikTok or any of the other places where we reside. I would love to hear your fa- see your face. I'd love to hear from you. All of those things. Take care, my friend, and we will see you next week.